0: The worst moments of our life.
1: Hey girl, hey, that's bad.
0: Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. <laughs> and that was my worst
1: audition How bad can it be?
0: Uh, and we feel the pain is best served funny. Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. Welcome. I'm your host, Christine Lakin. I'm your host, Dela And we are solo showing it today. I guess. Oh my God. I have some things that I've wanted to get down and dirty with with Allah, and uh, I feel like He's been kind of holding out on me and you, the viewers, listeners,
1: the viewers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they v- they view us on the social, and then they listen to us with their ear holes. Okay, you know, it's a it's a it's a social experience these days.
1: I yeah, I mean, but they're not viewers though.
0: So. Okay, well, the the listeners and the fans. Okay. How about that? That's better. All right. Um, I want to get into... I want to put you in the hot seat for a minute. Please. <laughs> Please. So let's start from the beginning.
1: All right. I was born in Peru.
0: Interesting.
1: Well, it's interesting because my parents are Palestinian. Yes. And they uh, got married and had friends in Peru. So they went and spent their honeymoon there and they liked it. And then... My mom got pregnant while she was there. What? Yeah, they only lived there for a year and then and then so she got pregnant while we were there, had me, and then so, 15 days after I was born came to the United States.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold mm-hmm. on. Let me go back. They're living in Palestine. Yes, which I, is what you call it.
1: Right. It's also known as Israel.
0: Okay. So for those of you who need a little history lesson, yeah. um some people call it palestine some people call it israel we've been debating this people have been debating this for a very long time it's what a lot of wars are and and turmoil is made up of a calls house of palestine they left there so they had a house there and they just left for like a honeymoon and it turned into like a year
1: well yeah they left there see what happens my dad is one of six brothers okay so um their ultimate goal was to get to the United States. So what they would do is, gotcha. my dad was the young, second youngest of the brothers. So when they went to Peru, they had friends there, and they just sort of like, you know, hung out, hung out, and worked, made a living, right? But knowing that eventually they were going to end up in the United I States. See. Okay, gotcha. So each brother, this w- wasn't
0: like we're going to the Atlantis. Oh shit, I'm pregnant. Now we have to stay in no, the no, Bahamas. No, 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 It Okay, was eventually right.
1: to get to the United States. Got so. It. My oldest uncle came first to the United States. He made enough money to bring the second brother. Then they worked together, made enough money to bring the third brother. So at that point, when they had me, it was my dad's turn.
0: I understand. So you are 15 days old.
1: 15 days old.
0: And they stick you on a plane.
1: Stick me on a plane.
0: And you go where?
1: We go to, I want to, I remember correctly, I think it's like Mobile or Cocoa Beach. Mobile, Alabama, or Cocoa Beach. I can't remember which was first. Okay. But I think it was Cocoa Beach. Florida. Yeah.
0: And um, you are the oldest child.
1: I am the oldest of three.
0: Of three. Um, So what business were they in? Like, what was he doing?
1: They didn't really have a business. Um, They sort of, like, my uncle started, like, in the clothing, haberdashery stuff, like, selling shit out of, like... Trunks. The back of a car, okay. yeah, literally. Um,
0: did you ever sell hammer pants?
1: No, it was way. Hammer pants came way. Well, this is 1972, by no, the way. No,
0: I know, no, I was just wondering because I, in like 1991 style, came out to Venice Beach and bought hammer pants out of the back of a van, which I well, know sounds no. kind this of is, like at that to point, catch a predator, there millionaires,
1: but, <laughs> but um, well,
0: okay, but at so some point, know. he was selling something. So,
1: no, in 72, and then, um, and then we moved to New Orleans because we sort of moved like a tribe, like wherever right. the family went. We So I grew up with all my cousins. I grew up with all my uncles and aunts. We all lived in, we always lived in the same city.
0: But not in the same house, necessarily. Not in the
1: same house. Okay. Um, so we moved to New Orleans and my dad um, would sell like Sassoon jeans out of oh, a trunk. Yeah. And then...
0: Sassoon was kind of like a Z Cavarici
1: Sassoon was like the denim for at that,
0: guess it was like yeah. the guess of that yeah. time
1: so he made enough money to open a store in a shopping center in new orleans and the store was called i'll never forget it mr man
0: mr man
1: yeah so they had this store, and then my mom opened a store two doors down called miz and his
0: oh my god i love this <laughs> so good
1: so they made enough money so that so we lived there for about three or four years.
0: And you're how old at this point?
1: I'm I'm a toddler. Okay, I'm young. My brother Khaled was born in New Orleans.
0: Okay, and he's how many? You guys are how many years apart? Three years apart. Got it.
1: So, um, had so it's me and my brother and uh, the small house in Gretna, Louisiana. I still know the address. Um, I won't say it on the air, but okay. um, it's on I, a street called Green Oak Drive. I actually went there this year. To, I was going to
0: ask if you've been. I more. went
1: there because it was my brother's. I was there for Thanksgiving, and I went. It was my my brother was born on like that Thanksgiving week? He was born November twenty sixth, so sometimes it falls on right. Thanksgiving Day. So for his birthday, I went to the old house where he first lived in and took a picture of me in front of the house.
0: Oh, cute! Yeah. Do you remember that house? Is it? Vivid oh in your yeah, I will
1: always remember the house. Yeah. Oh, it's like the first memory I have.
0: It's so weird. Whatever I that the first address. memory house is,
1: I remember. I mean, yeah, I, I just everything about it. I remember my little daycare that was like uh, two blocks down called Mrs. K's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still there. It's all still there. Wow. So we lived in New Orleans for several years, and my dad would always try to upgrade our lifestyle so Mm -hmm. wherever the business was he wanted to move to right so every three or four years we'd move okay literally it was three to four years and we'd move and it wasn't just like moving to like a city nearby it was like a whole nother state so we lived in cocoa beach new orleans three cities in dallas greensboro north carolina st petersburg florida Orlando, Florida.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah.
1: It was a whole thing. So That's a I, lot. So me, my brother, and then eventually my sister, who was born in Dallas, we sort of became chameleons because we had to fit in to new schools. Right. We had to adjust Um, our, our you know, because it wasn't just like the same region. Right. It was like totally different states.
0: Oh, yeah. And yeah. very
1: different. Of course. From each other. So... Um, so it was, it was difficult, but like we, I don't know how we managed. I'm, I'm surprised that I'm not
0: more fucked up than you already are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because
1: I was always like the little, the little puny one. You were
0: very tiny. I was you, tiny. You were like a late bloomer. I was I've seen pictures. Ve- I was a
1: very late bloomer.
0: When did you go through puberty?
1: My was... senior year of high school.
0: It's crazy.
1: I was five foot one. My beginning, the beginning of my senior year.
0: Oh my god!
1: Five foot one.
0: are like the runt of the class.
1: Uh huh. And then by the end of my senior year, I was five nine. <gasps> and then when my first year of college, I was five eleven.
0: Oh my god, that's crazy. Painful.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. Did you go through growing pains? The most painful experience I ever had in my life. Like my, I don't know. I know my nipples. I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> But my nipples, like I couldn't wear like IZOD shirts and stuff because they would rub. My my nipples were sore. I literally was like, I, my voice changed like within. I was, I was a music person. Right. So I was in like all the choral groups and I was in this um, jazz ensemble with Wayne Brady. Right. right. Yeah. So it was called Premiere. Um, in high school. In high school. We went to Dr. Phillips High School. And so I... I was going to be a music major and I got accepted to Rollins College in Winter Park. They have this counter-tenor program because my voice hadn't changed when I auditioned for it. So I was singing like alto soprano, like easily. Right. The middle of that year, my voice started changing. I could barely sing anything. Right. It was fucking nuts.
0: And were you thinking to yourself, oh my God, I've just screwed...
1: Well, I screwed myself. There was no way I was going to get in the program. It's a counter-tenor program. So luckily... My sophomore year of high school I'll go back a little bit My sophomore year of high school Is where I got exposed to theater Yeah So my sophomore year of high school I auditioned for the musical Oklahoma Okay And um, Sorry with a fringe Sorry yes. with a fringe And I auditioned for Ali hmm And my best friend in high school David Nickel um, Got the role So I was just ensemble Hmm. Um, he had to drop out and so they said you're going to be Ali Hakim well I was didn't know I knew nothing about theater I didn't know what I was doing I was like okay you know right I, like I was learning lines I was like whatever but there was something about that opening night yeah that like I transformed that and, was like
0: the bug bit you then like I
1: stole the show okay so Wayne Brady's playing Judd
0: oh my god
1: I'm playing Ali Hackam. I literally steal the show. My, I'll always remember my my director and, and acting teacher, Karen Ruggiero. um... Ran after the opening night and came and just grabbed me and gave me the biggest kiss and hug. And she's like, I can't believe what just came out of you. Because like I literally.
0: Nobody had seen that till opening night. Because
1: I didn't know what I was doing. Right. It was was the improv skill that I naturally had.
0: Because you'd been doing it your whole life to fit in.
1: To fit in. So I literally like when I saw how the audience was reacting to certain things, I was like, okay, now I know what works and what doesn't. And for
0: those of people that don't know Oklahoma, what is that character like? Give me like a a flavor, a slice. So
1: Ali Hackam, I don't don't know, this is like over 20 years. Yeah, fine. Okay. So Ali Hackam is like this, um, he's a, um, he's like a scam artist. He's like, he's, he, he goes around trying to like.
0: So you're 5'1", and you weigh probably 95 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. And you're in a sophomore and you're like, hey, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that guy. Yeah. Um, and people thought it was hilarious.
1: Oh, it was genius. <laughs> then my senior year, we did, um, and the reason why we did it was she she cast the show around the seniors that she thought would be the stars of the show. Sure. And the show was Little Shop of Horrors. Okay. And I was cast to play Seymour.
0: Oh, which okay. Was like, yeah.
1: And we won every award in Allstate that year with the show. I mean, we just did everything. Right. The, the school that I, go, that I went to, is a, it's a magnet now. It's a, it's a performing arts magnet. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the best schools in the country for performing arts. We had Wayne Brady. We had um, Joy Fatone. We had um, a lot of celebrities came out of the school, right. just out of high school. Plus, we were right across from Universal Studios. Right. So we had a lot of perks through them, you know, sure. sets and stuff like that. So it was good.
0: Did you ever compete in high school and you were in choir and show choir and things like mm-hmm. that? Did you ever compete and go down, you know, to Orlando and they would do those like oh. show choir competitions? Oh, we
1: did every, we did every, we did every all state competition possible. So did I. Yeah. Well, we won every single one of
0: them. So did we. Okay. Well, we were in different ears. Yeah. I was at least ten years younger. They're still winning. So it's they're fine. still winning.
1: You should look them up, Dr. Phillips High School.
0: Um, no, but those things are crazy. Can we talk about that for a second?
1: Well, I'll remember one of them where it was in Tampa. It was an All State Theater um, competition, and the
0: uh, it, it, they're nerdy competitions. Don't get me wrong. No,
1: no, no but we protested one of them. What? what? We, oh, it was crazy because we were all theater, you know, actors, yeah. you know. Because at that point, I was like, oh, I'm going to be an actor. Yeah. Um. And so the whole theme of the opening of the sh- the whole Allstate thing was a parodies of musicals. Like, they wrote this whole musical. Oh, my god! So we are like, Thespis never sang. So we were pissed off. And our section was hair. And so we were like, let's protest the show.
0: Oh, God.
1: So literally, all these other high schools are, like, doing all their stuff. And we're pretending to rehearse with them. And then when the show came in front of a live audience... <laughs> We literally had totally different sides. That's just never saying we changed all the lyrics and you would see every school like the directors and they're all like, like they're going to kill us They're on the they're in the wings like ready to attack us. We literally we had a plan like we're going to perform the closing thing and then we're going to fucking run to the buses and get the hell out of Dodge. Shut up. Swear to God. So we did this whole thing in front of – and people are roaring and standing up and blah, blah, blah. And you just see a line of kids just, like, going, you know, arms crossed and ready to beat the shit out of us.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So we literally, after our thing was done, they're like, what
0: the fuck are you guys doing? Da,
1: da, 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 da. We literally ran. <laughs> we ran up to our buses and drove back to Orlando. It was so much fun, though.
0: They were crazy. I mean, I wasn't allowed... I couldn't compete in sports because I was always acting and stuff, but I could compete in show choir because I was back in Atlanta the time that that happened, which was usually, like, the spring. When I say it was nerdy, I mean, in the best sense, like... It was all about music. It was all about harmony. It was like, you know, we were rehearsing for months and months and months our three or four songs. And most of them were some kind of, you know, lat- songs in Latin. And um, I mean, it was, you know, the Hallelujah Chorus. It was things like that. But we would get so into it because we were like, we when you're, when you're singing with a chorus or like a group or a, you're singing with a jazz band, you get so musically kind of like attuned that you're like, you become like a perfectionist about it. And so we would go down to compete and we'd go down to, you know, Orlando, take the buses down. Like we would do our whole competition. We had to wear these ugly ass dresses. They were disgusting. They were like taffeta. They had to be T-length, which by the way, T-length is... The
1: worst length. T length is the standard length for choirs.
0: It's horrible. it Literally, it's the worst length. We had length tuxes, ever. cummerbunds. Yes, and it's bit. 107 degrees in Orlando yeah. and you're sweating your ass off.
1: But that's, remember, remember the shit story with Jody I told you? Oh, yeah. That was one of the choir. Oh, right. Exactly. That's one of the choir. Uh, but then
0: the difference was <laughs> I went to this stupid like prep school in um, Atlanta. So we would go down to this thing. And then after the competition where we were all being totally nerdy and buttoned up, it became a complete free for. At the hotels, and kids were getting bottles of liquor. There were like rumors that kids were getting wasted in hotel rooms. At one year, two juniors were expelled for fine for they would they found a handle of vodka. And people were going crazy.
1: Well, my sophomore year, we went choir
0: gone crazy. Like who would have thunk it?
1: My sophomore year, we went to London to sing for the BBC.
0: Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, you might have been better than okay, us. Okay,
1: so we went to <laughs> London. And that's where I first had my first drink and my first cigarette. I was smoking in the back of the plane. What? Yeah, because you could smoke on the plane at that time. This was like 1987. So you could still smoke.
0: My jaw's on the floor.
1: So we literally, a group of us. What was, are you going to
0: say, Stephen? Yeah.
1: Uh, I was going to say that was the
2: year I was born.
1: Well, whatever. I
0: Fuck off, Stephen. I want to vomit. Yeah, so...
1: I literally, we were smoking. That's when I first had my first cigarettes, my first alcohol, anything.
0: That's crazy.
1: So I, so here's just, I come from very strict Muslim parents. Right. We owned a store in the Florida mall called Park Avenue in Orlando. Of course. I jumped to like, now I'm in high school. Yep. Um, I worked for the competition. I told you guys with Jody's episode at Merry-Go-Round. And then... I went to Rollins College my first semester of college in oh. Winter Park. And I wasn't really doing much there, but I was just st- taking regular classes. But I was so... so... You didn't,
0: but that was where you got the... You were going to try to go to That's school. where I was doing
1: music, but right, I was music. like, I'm just going to go to school okay. and figure it out what I'm going to do, because I don't okay. know how... Gonna... But I knew I wanted to be an actor. So my director was like, oh, I'm taking the seniors this year to New York to audition for AMDA. Right. And I said, I want to go. She was like, You do? And I was like, Yeah. But I couldn't tell my parents because in my in tradition, you don't you don't leave your family. Right. You work with your family, you stay in the home until you're married and have kids. It's like and you still try to stay close, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just traditions. And none of my cousins ever went away to college. They all went to college in the same city. And so I said, I told my parents that I was gonna go as a chaperone to the Bahamas. What? For their senior class trip. So they're like, okay. But Bahamas is like an hour away. And it's like we used to go there as kids all the time because it's like a two-day trip or whatever. It's very easy to get to from Florida. So, But I was flying to New York to audition for college.
0: Oh, my God. Scandalous.
1: So I went. I did.
0: They didn't check your tickets. They were just like, "Oh, great, he's cool. great."
1: No, they just gave me money. Like, okay, buy the tickets. Da, 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 da. You know, it was like okay. that cash. My mom used to like my friends would come to the store to say hi to me, mm-hmm. my mom's store, and literally she's like, "Oh, honey, he's not here, but here, clink," and open the register. She's like, "Here's twenty, go have lunch." That's that's what my mom would do. Oh like it was my like. God. Oh, and my dad was the total opposite. My dad was like, he looked like a mafia, he always drove a Cadillac, tinted windows. I've met your dad. Smokes with windows closed, right? He used to have these big, giant, like, Ray-Ban shades with diamonds <laughs> oh on the end God. of it, right? He would park in the no-parking zone in front of the school to pick me up while I was rehearsing for some theater show. because. It was on his time, right? And he literally would roll the window halfway down. Smoke would be billowing out the window. He'd point to any kid he could see, and he'd say, "Come here," and pull like some fucking stranger danger, stranger danger, and then like go get a la, (laughs) and that's all he would say. And the kid. I, this campus is huge. They used to call it Gucci High, but it's, it's, it's Dr. <laughs> Phillips High School. So the kid would be running around the school looking for me, Freaking going, out. your dad wants you. you got to come down. And I go, oh, tell him I'll be there after rehearsal. I'm just tell him to hang out. And they're like, I'm not telling him that. And I'm like, <laughs> so I'd march this out. It'd be
0: like a decapitated horse's right. head. In so I'd march out. I'm all. like, dad,
1: don't embarrass me. Like, I'll be out when I'm done. He's like, hurry up. And that was it. Like so, I'd come in. He'd be like, "Take me home, you know, after school, or take me to the mall." That's so and funny. That's it. But that's every day. He'd like park in a no parking zone. No one would say a word to him
0: because everyone was like completely Frightened, afraid of him, of course.
1: And my mom is the complete opposite.
0: Hey, honey, how are you? You look
1: great. Here, yeah. here's twenty dollars. You know, don't worry. So it's my senior year of high school. You're I mean, going I, New York. no. So now it's now it's my first semester of college, and they're going to New York. I fly to New York and I audition for Amanda.
0: What was your what were the criteria for your audience? So I had to
1: do um a song and a monologue.
0: Okay. And, and what'd I
1: did you do? um I did a song from Little Shop and it was um Grow for Me. hmm And then I did my monologue was um Festa from Twelfth Night.
0: Okay. Wow. Highbrow. Yeah.
1: So I audition. Valentine's Day. I get a call from the school that I got accepted (gasps) for the next semester.
0: And now you're excited, but you're also like, fuck.
1: Freaking out.
0: How am I going to explain this?
1: So I go to my parents and I said, um, I waited a couple days Mm -hmm. and I said, I... I didn't go to Bahamas. I went to New York and I auditioned for. <laughs> so
0: lie number one. Yeah, I
1: auditioned for this school in New York and I got in and I want to go. And my dad literally turned red and he started screaming. He's like, you're not going nowhere. You're not leaving. Da, da, da. And my mom's crying. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm going to go. And I finally looked at him. I said, listen, either you're going to help me go and pay for it or I'll figure it out. If I have to live on the streets, I'm going. So it was, I wasn't going to the fall. So I had a full like winter and summer to like get things going and stuff. And uh, we moved to a bigger house, like maybe like a mile away. And um, my brother, Khaled, starts getting involved in music.
0: Right. We're going to, we're going to talk about that in a minute.
1: So he. So now they have this actor, right. right, who's, like, now he's moving to New York, and now my dad, for my brother's 15th birthday, buys him turntables. Right. And then an a like, drum machine.
0: So, okay. like, the two boys who are supposed to be taking over the clothing stores right. but we are were, not right. clearly right. in that we're not biz. doing it.
1: So we're complete black sheeps in the family. Like, no one gets it. Yeah. My family had to have, like, a meeting with all my uncles and stuff of why I was moving to New York. Like, what happened? What's wrong? And I'm like, nothing's wrong. I just want to go to college. Right. (laughs) And I want to go to the school that I want to go to. So, but it was just a strange thing for, like, why is he leaving his parents? You know, it was a huge thing.
0: So, like, with all your other cousins... You're not the oldest of all the cousins. No. So with the cousins who were older this time, none of them had done this. They no, had all they gone went to into school the
1: school wherever city And in. then they're
0: all taking over the businesses of, you know, the clothing stores or whatever. Right. Okay.
1: So so Khaled's now like practicing um, spinning, DJing. DJing, and he's fifteen. And then he starts working for the Orlando Magic as a ball boy. So Shaq, it's like Shaq's first season on the Magic. Right. And all the players used to shop at my parents' stores. Oh, you're kidding. So that's how he got the ball boy job.
0: Because they had like big and tall?
1: No, because my mom could look at you. So Shaq would have to buy two suits of the same suits and my mom would put them together so they would fit them.
2: (gasps) No way. But he
1: never had to try anything on. So that's why they loved my mom's my mom cuz my mom could literally look at you and go, "Okay, you're a 16 and a half neck, 34 35 sleeve, 34 waist, 33 inseam, 42 jacket."
0: So she could just look at you with measurements at you. be like, exactly. "I just out do your all your measurements."
1: She would that's what she would do. And so she, and for men who shop, I, women like to try things on. Right. Men don't. Right. If they find something that they like, they'll buy like four of them in different colors. I
0: know. I am married, so I get that. All right. That. Well, I don't know I if get he shops that. He doesn't enjoy, you know, he, he, he finds something that works and yes, he buys three. So of them.
1: this is when the mom and pop shops were big. Got it, big. The, got You it. know, so, and my parents had a knack. They were famous in Orlando for their clothing store. Right. Um, so, Khaled asked my dad for $5,000 to throw a teen night in Orlando because There was no teen clubs for all the teenagers to go to. And my dad was like, you're crazy. I'm not giving you any money to... So he asked my cousin, who was living in Orlando, he's like, dude, give me five grand. I'll pay you back that night. I know I'm going to make money off of this. So he gave him the money, Mm -hmm. and he rented out the Holiday Inn um, banquet hall on International Drive. And he charged like the... Boys like 10 bucks and the girls got him free.
0: Right.
2: And he
1: went to like Sam's club and bought like Pepsi's and stuff. He hired a security guard with the money.
0: It's so smart. And he's so smart. He
1: walked out of there with like fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. Oh
0: my God.
1: That next week, he's like, I'm dropping out of high school.
0: <laughs> At six, like, 16, like 16. Yeah. Like yeah. his
1: freshman year. Cause he knew there was like he's like, I can make money in this business.
0: Yeah. And he was mixing all the music. He was DJing. He was DJing,
1: but he wasn't even that good.
0: He was right. just starting out. He was just playing songs. Just playing songs. And um, hold on. Just for those of you who are listening, I just want to tell you who, tell, me, tell everybody who your brother is.
1: Okay, so my brother, I, I was going to get there, but he is DJ Khaled.
0: So just so you understand where the story is going, yeah. Right. This is like where it started. Yeah. Okay. So continue.
1: So I'm now in New York. Khaled's like doing DJing and stuff. Right. And then, and we had a pretty great lifestyle. Like we lived in a gated community. We each had brand new BMWs. This we, is
0: talking about your, when you got to high school. Well, in. Orlando. Yeah.
1: Like we were in Orlando. Mm-hmm. We were like at the height of like financially, like we were exactly where my parents wanted to be.
0: I had kept trading up right. for. but.
1: Just so you know, my dad's intentions moving to the United States was to make enough money to move back to Palestine. Got it. We built a huge house in Palestine. (sighs) Eventually, that's what he wanted. But my dad got so caught up in the American way of life life that we'd go overseas more than he would. Right. Interesting. So so we didn't end up going. We were always afraid, like, we're going to end up moving back to, in Arabic, we say the blad, which is like the country. Uh Uh-huh. So we're like, we're going to end up moving back there, but it never happened. Thank God. Um, So I, so I'm in New York and it's my first, my first or second semester, second semester. Wait,
0: wait, wait. Let me go back for a second. How did you get your dad on board? Like eventually he, was he um, supportive of this when you eventually left or was he like, screw you, you're going to be figured out on your own. I mean, you had a while to kind of get him on board.
1: Um, yeah, I had a while to get him on board, and my dad's biggest mistake he ever made was when he had the clothing stores, he made the mistake of taking me my sophomore year, my first trip to New York for a trade show for to order merchandise. Sure. And I literally, when we got into the city from LaGuardia, we, and I, I remember exactly where I was the marriott Marquis. i looked at my father and i said you made the biggest mistake of your life he's like why and i go because i'm gonna end up living here one day yeah. i just knew it i was yeah. like this is for me yeah like, this is exactly what i want yeah cut to now he's accepted me the first time i ever saw my dad cry was when he put me on the plane to go to new york
0: when he drove to the airport yeah
1: That's the first time I've ever seen my father cry. Wow. Yeah. Very very stern and strong. Just never seen him cry. And then we had so much money, right? So they gave me a credit card. And I'm literally like taking people to tavern on the green. I'm like spending like thousands of dollars like the first month I'm there.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, I'm
1: like my mom would ship <sighs> me, my mom would FedEx me like cash because it wasn't what? like yeah because you wasn't there wasn't like ATMs and that you know it's like it wasn't like that kind of society yet uh-huh. where money was easy. So I had like an American Express, and I remember the, my dad flew up like a month later without telling me to New uh-huh. York. He knocked on my door. He said, "Give me your card." He cut it, (gasps) and then he left.
0: Uh Uh-uh. I swear. He literally flew up just to cut your card. Yeah,
1: because I had no concept of money. Right. I had no... I didn't know what, you know, it was Anything
0: really uh, cost. No,
1: we never, you know, we were sort of... My dad would always say to us, we work for you.
0: I see. Okay. I mean, that's just how we grew up. I get it.
1: So, yeah, we were spoiled rotten. So, I'm in New York, and I remember... Um it was nighttime and I get a phone call from my friend Meredith and she said, Are your parents okay? And I said, What are you talking about? And she's living in Gainesville. She's going to to um University of Florida. Yeah. And I go, What are you talking about? She goes, I'm hearing some my friend who lives down the street from you says there's been a, a robbery i want to make sure your parents are okay and i oh, go no. she's not even there oh no so i i'm freaky i go i gotta get off the phone i call my parents the house and no one's answering it's just there's no answer whatsoever there's no cell phones at that time like we didn't have right. cell phones at that time so i couldn't i didn't know i couldn't i couldn't get in touch with anyone right So I called a friend to go over there. And I was like, please go with my parents. And sure enough, they were home invaded. (gasps) They cut all the wires to the phones. They threw my sister down the stairs. (gasps) They punched my father, stuck a gun in his mouth. Oh, my God. And then one of the guys took his mask off when he pulled when he was ready to pull the trigger and said, you said we weren't killing anyone. And so that's what you're. that's what he told the other robber. There was three oh, of them. Oh, so they just tied him up, put him in the closet, and just robbed everything. My mom had diamonds and opals on every finger. What had happened was they had been they had been scoping out casing casing owners of private businesses who were foreign. And they were casing them for months. So they knew when my dad made deposits. They knew when they they came home.
0: Because you're carrying cash in a bag. They're carrying cash. So
1: they would, and they'd see my mom with all her rings at the register and blah, blah, blah. So they knew they had money. So they watched them for like a couple months. And it was the weekend. It was Sunday. It was about 8 p.m. And my dad didn't take the deposits till Monday from Friday to Monday. And when I say the store did a lot of money, it did... A lot of money. Right. So they knew exactly what... And it was the kind of neighborhood where you leave your garage open. Right. They literally walked in, robbed them. My brother happened to be DJing somewhere, so he wasn't home. Thank God, because he's such a... He would have probably tried to do something. Yeah. So because of that it made like national news oh my god and it's sort of just they never recovered from that and then they got audited by the irs due to that because of the amount of money that they claimed
0: right so
1: we had seven stores in florida Mm -hmm. but my dad only had one or two of them the rest he gave to my uncles got it to run, but it was like a right, chain. It was right. at that time there was a mall chain called Di Bartolo. Mm-hmm. So part of the deal with Di Bartolo is like you will open a, you can open a store, but you eventually have to open it in our other malls as part of the deal, as part of the contract. So we had to have like six stores in the state of Florida. So he would just give them to my uncles. Well, my uncles weren't paying their taxes. Oh no! So my dad's store, the one that was in the Florida Mall, was like the flagship store. Right so they got audited so they were audited for a year every day IRS was in there doing receipts and that store was doing two to three million dollars a year so they assumed that all the stores were doing that kind of money right? and it wasn't so they lost everything so they moved back to New Orleans Khaled reluctantly went with them I stayed in New York
0: and he was still in high school at this time
1: yeah but he had dropped out
0: right okay right
1: so he starts DJing in New Orleans. Okay. He works at a record store. And he's just learning music. Like he's yep. learning the hip hop world. Mm-hmm. And he had nothing at that point. They, right. He had lost everything. So there was no nothing. Um, my parents opened a smaller store in a mall in you know New Orleans. But most of my family is in New Orleans. So when trouble happens, you go with where all your family is right. at. Right. So... Khaled starts you know winning competition after competition he starts DJing at the House of blues and then he he says, "I'm moving to Miami. he didn't even have a car he didn't have anything,
0: and like he's how old at this point
1: I think he's like at this point he's like twenty, not even
0: right so they there's nothing your parents could say, but no, like, no. did they let him drop out of school
1: I mean in the Arab things it's common for the boys to drop out of school like oh, you know okay. what I mean it's not i mean with they like my, the state my,
0: didn't come after him The state wasn't like no, You have to go to school No
1: It wasn't like that then okay. and, my, and my dad Like Khaled's not Like Khaled's a smart business person right. But he's not book smart Right, right? So I was always like to, I went to private school and, and the whole bit Right So He He Khaled decides he's gonna move to Miami He ends up moving to Miami I moved to LA Yeah he moves to Miami, I move to L.A., and then he starts just pounding the pavement, like literally trying to like break down doors and get in this industry. So he ends up working for one of the first hip-hop stations in Miami and becomes a huge hit as a DJ there. Right. And Rick Ross, no, not Rick Ross, I'm sorry, Fat Joe, mm-hmm. sort of takes him under the wing.
0: And that was their first single. That was the big single.
1: Right, and so he becomes part of the terror squad, yeah. Cut two years later, now he's T.J. Right. Khaled. Right. <laughs> right. It's fucked up. Major key. Major key. I mean, and that's that, crazy. But you know that that whole thing was a phenomenon too with him because of the video that went viral on the jet ski. Right. He got lost on a jet ski.
0: Like Nicole Tom.
1: Yeah, but at night in okay. the bay. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, got,
1: he literally got lost.
0: Wait. W- w- when was this? I don't know. This, this was
1: like maybe four, four or five years ago. Not and even. It was, it, he put he helped put Snapchat on the map.
0: Right. I'd, well, yes. When he
1: snapped that. that video. Because
0: he was, <laughs> God.
1: So, yeah. So I end up moving to Los Angeles. He's in Miami. Um, yes. And I wasn't sort of part of that life. Like my parents took the third Car garage, I said, and made it into a, a music studio for him and put a bed in there. It was like his own bedroom. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They totally took. We had a three car garage and then that one car, mm-hmm. whatever, they made into a full studio.
0: So he'd be up all hours of the night just doing he things. He had his
1: own entrance.
0: Up. And he's 17?
1: No, he's like 15.
0: Oh, my God. And he drops out of school. He drops and they were like, it's fine.
1: Freshman year. Yeah. Completely.
0: But like it's a double standard. Because with you they would have never let you be like If you were like mom and dad I want to be a dancer But I liked school Okay but I'm just saying if you were like mom and dad I'm going to go be a dancer And I want to drop out of school and just go Like act on the streets they'd be like no
1: No because they didn't think Well first of all they, they thought that There was a possibility that I would do that Like my brother's a mama's boy OK, so they never thought that he was going to leave, you know, let him do whatever he wants. He's always going to be with us. He'll take over the business at some point. I they see. You know, me, they knew I was like
0: you weren't sticking around to take over the business. So no, they were like, kind of like, OK, I, I
1: told you my dad when my dad took me to New York for the first time at 15. I literally looked at him in the cab and I said, you just made the biggest mistake of your life. I'm going to move here.
0: Right. Like
1: I knew in it was like so all that were off with you. Yeah, I was like, I'm moving here. He's he. He he doesn't have that instinct. He doesn't have that like, like independent, or he does now. Right. Well, not really. He doesn't now because he's still codependent with everyone that's around him. His mm-hmm. people, his crew. He has to have them with him. He's an entourage. Completely. How deep is it? It's pretty deep. Like twenty. I have no idea the amount, but like there's a lot of people involved and they're very loyal to him and he's loyal to them. Yep. So, but that's how he run, that's how he is. He Mm -hmm. has to have people around him at all times. I was never like that. I needed my space. I like doing, when my parents wanted me to come work for them in their business, I was like, nope, I'm moving, I'm working next door.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, I'm like, I'm doing it my way. This is how, I was very like, I'm doing it my way. You're not going to stop me. Right. And that's what happened. So, After college in New York, I stayed for like, maybe like six months, seven months, and it was like the summer, and heat in New York in the summer was... So brutal. Well, first of all, the spring, I could hardly take, because my allergies were so bad. You have to understand that I grew up in Florida and Louisiana, so the pollen count is very minimal, because it's green nine months to ten months out of the year.
0: Right. In New York, it's
1: green three months out of the year, so when it is green it is is you see pollen on the cars it's horrible and my eyes would be small and shut i was miserable plus i was like in a time period of new york it was just like 93 at 90 i was i went there in 91 Mm -hmm. and left there in 94 i was i was in new york at a time period where broadway theater wasn't accepting For ethnic people, there wasn't, when outside of the typical Asian, African American, and white, there was no place for me.
0: If you weren't doing The Lion King or Miss Saigon, which
1: there was no Lion King, Miss Saigon, yes, there was. But there was not – this was a time period where it was all American – Broadway was all American. I didn't ha, there was no space for me. Okay. Like, I, w- I was like – even the auditions, I was like, I I don't even do this. Like,
0: and you were stuffed up anyway. So what were you going to sing?
1: Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't even breathe.
0: I'm stuffed up and – I can't see and my really... eyes are
1: swollen and I'm like
0: – So you were like, fuck this. Yeah. Fuck this Broadway shit?
1: So the Mouseketeers that were shooting in Orlando yeah. were rapping. And they were like, we're moving to L.A. So I said, I'm coming.
0: So let me ask you, when you were in school, did you had this, was your goal to do Broadway at that time? Or were you just like, I love this and I'm just going to do whatever?
1: No, I thought I was going to do theater for sure.
0: And then after school, you were like, this is not my scene anymore.
1: I just didn't, there was no place for me. I didn't fit in. Yeah. There was no... There was nothing for me there. And
0: was that a shock to you after school?
1: No, because I, for some reason, I knew that I had to move on. Like, I knew, like...
0: This was my education, and I needed this moment. Right, and but... I'm glad
1: I did it. Uh-huh. I was like, uh, I feel like there's more. Yeah. So I moved to L.A. in 94. And the se- and the second night I was here was Northridge earthquake. <gasps> What? It was my second night. And I remember uh, on the plane uh-uh. flying from, I was in, because I went to Florida first in Orlando and, um, I found a place in LA literally over like the phone, like area wise and stuff. And I, um,
0: was this the place that you lived in
1: like in studio, studio city. city? Yeah.
0: Was it the place, um, by the, um, by Warner brothers?
1: This place was near um, on like where Vineland and oh
0: okay, not not the one I knew when we Ventura. lived in that one. Yeah, got it.
1: No, that was Burbank. That was yeah, yeah. Lake. Yeah, the one you're talking about. Yeah, I'll get to that. So I'm leaving from Orlando. I shipped out my car to L.A., so it was like
0: what are you driving at the time?
1: I had a BMW.
0: Ooh, fancy!
1: Yeah, at a BMW. Um, so, I'm on the plane from Orlando to L. A. And I was sitting by this nice lady from Woodland Hills. Sure. And we were just chit-chatting. I was like, "Yeah, I'm moving to i A. I'm never, you know, I had been here with the party for a for like right. a, a, a couple months, but right. like I that was like." literally didn't know the city at all I just you were knew, living
0: in like an apartment right and just, and just like yeah.
1: being shuttled around by record record people and right be here at this time and that kind of you know that kind of thing so i was just chit-chatting with her she was so nice and she's like oh you're moving out?" And i was like yeah i'm i'm gonna move out there i'm gonna you know study acting and
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i was like the only thing i'm worried about she, is like i've never been through an earthquake before <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: She goes, oh, honey, you don't have to worry about that. We haven't had one of those in years. And if we (gasps) do, you don't even feel it. She's like, so we were (sighs) chit-chatting. It's a five-hour, five-half-hour flight. So we were chit-chatting. She's like, at the end of the flight, she's like, I'm going to give you my number just in case you need anything. Call me, blah, blah, blah. I get to Um. L.A. My apartment's not ready yet. It's Studio City. Yeah, And um, so my friend Chase... Who's on the Mickey Mouse Club? Right. He had just him and his girlfriend just got an apartment. They moved at the same time. He had no furniture. We're we're on the same. Tr- our cars are on the same truck from Orlando being delivered.
0: <laughs> oh my god!
1: Um, it's the second. It's the second night I'm there. My bags aren't packed. I'm sleeping in a sleeping bag <gasps> upstairs in his apartment. He all he has is a couch. Right downstairs, and him and his girlfriend are sleeping on the couch. I wake up about 4.30-ish in the morning to Mm -hmm. ceiling fans hitting, like, back and forth, back and forth. Hitting the the ceiling. The ceiling. And I look across at the wall. He had a white wall, and it looked like milk that was rippling. (gasps) And then the whole building was bouncing, literally, like, it felt like it was coming off the ground, right? I don't know that this is an earthquake at this time. It's like I just see things are happening. And then he had one of those staircases that went downstairs where it would like go half a flight window with like a little landing, landing and then another half a flight. Uh-huh. Well, as I'm like trying to get out of the sleeping bag and hopping to the <laughs> stairs to run downstairs, screaming at the top of my lungs, I, through the window, I see explosions <gasps> happening. So I think we're in war. I think we're at war. I think we're being attacked. <laughs> of right. course, I've never been in an earthquake. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I don't know what an earthquake supposed to be. What the fuck was mean.
0: happening outside?
1: The transformers were blowing up from the earthquake. Shit. They were like exploding. So all you saw were these like flashes of explosions. So I'm running, and then I see – as I get to the bottom of the stairs, I see the couch with both of them in it screaming, (laughs) sliding from one wall (laughs) to the other, back and forth, back and forth. And then the cabinet's flipping, you know. And I'm like – it registered. I'm like, it's an earthquake. And I'm in my underwear, by the way. I run outside. (laughs) Ass cracks. So many ass cracks. A lot of hairy ass crack. I run outside, and (sighs) – which you're not supposed to do, FYI. Well, I, again, Don't, never been in an, been an earthquake. earthquake. I run outside, the neighbors, because it's a duplex, the neighbors are outside, and I'm like, what's going on? They're like, We've never had, we haven't had an earthquake like this in like 10, 15 years. Yep. I'm like, is this like every time there's an earthquake, this is what it's like? They're like, oh, no. Uh, no, no, nothing <laughs> like this. So I run and call my parents. Because I'm like, i got to call my parents. It's now 7.30 in the morning there. Yeah. I call my parents and I say, listen, turn on the news. <laughs> I'm okay. But in case you can't get in touch with me, we just had a major earthquake. But I'm fine. Everything's fine. But if you can't get in touch with me, yeah. just so you know, I'm okay.
0: By the way, this is the Northridge earthquake.
1: Northridge earthquake. Of
0: 1994.
1: 1994. June, four, I mean, January 14th. Mm-hmm. I think it was January fourteenth. Yeah, something around then. Um, it was either I flew in the twelfth and it was the fourteenth, or I flew in the fourteenth and it was the sixteenth. It was it was Martin Luther King Day at the on right. um, was right. the date. So we're so stupid, right? That our cars are supposed to be delivered that day. <laughs> well, Chase had one car there because his girlfriend's car was the second car that was being delivered. So we're like, well, we got to go pick up our cars, which is like near downtown LA. <laughs> so we're literally driving and everyone's like, "Get out of the street. What are you doing?" And there's fires, <laughs> looting happening. We're driving down Melrose, there's glass everywhere oh, and we're shit. like And we're like, "I think this is bad, guys. Like we don't feel it. still hasn't cars are going to be there. It's cars, a natural. The cars disaster. were there because they got there that morning. That I mean, they got there oh, that night before. There. Yeah, okay. They got and he was waiting for. He spent the night at the hotel and he was like, "I'll be there." And oh, blah, blah, blah. I see. Okay, but we didn't know that. You, we didn't know what kind You're of damage was. Ha- we didn't right. realize how bad it was. Then we also realized that there was no. We had no food in the like. We had no groceries because right. we've been eating out and we didn't expect.
0: Well, of course, right? Well, yeah, nothing no supplies. is opening.
1: There's no restaurants open. There's a, the only restaurant that was open that we could find was in Toluca Lake, across from Bob's Big Boy, uh-huh. that little hot dog stand.
0: Oh right, right
1: by the Falcon Papoos. Theater. Right by the Falcon Theater, and there was a line, like down the street, because there was nothing. So we literally just stocked up on burgers and hot dogs, because we oh, were we had no God. food.
0: Wait, can I tell you my story quick? Not really. Because I I think so many of us remember that day so well. Were you here? I, yes, I was. And I was actually right down the street from that hot dog stand. I was very close to your second place. Oh, right. And uh, I was working on Step by Step, and my parents were in town. My dad was in town as well because he always came in over the weekend. It was a holiday weekend, as you said. So... I remember we were in an apartment which I probably shook more than a house but I I mean I couldn't be sure but apartment buildings were on the second second or third floor so it definitely it was on rollers so it definitely shook a lot but I remember it shaking and I thought my dad cuz he would do this sometimes when he was being super annoying He would come in in the morning and he would literally shake my bed and be like, get up, get up, get up. And he would shake my bed, shake my bed, shake my bed. So in my sleep, my eyes are closed, but I'm like awake. I was saying, stop it, dad, quit it. Stop, get out of here, quit it. I remember, I hear myself saying that. And then all of a sudden, a lamp crashes on the ground and I wake up and there's my dad at the end of the bed in the doorway, nowhere near my bed, saying, "Christine, get up. It's an earthquake." And I'm like, "Huh? What? Like I would have slept through the damn thing." So I go to my dad in the in the in the um uh doorway and I'm standing there with him and I look across the living room hall in our apartment and there's my mother on the other side in their bedroom doorway and she goes, "It's not going to hold." What? The door jam? Cuz we were told to get under a door jam. It was the strongest point in the in the house. Well, why does she
1: say it's not going to hold?
0: Because it was shaking so bad. It literally felt like the entire apartment was going to come down on top of our head. She goes, get under the table. And I just remember the sound. The sound is what I remember the most. The sound sounded like a train going through oh. your house. It was so loud. It The water is sloshing. Things are opening. Cabinets are flipping. glasses falling. It sounded like rumbling. Rumbling. So she goes it's not gonna hold we dive under the dining room table which p.s. was like a rented table for some random it wasn't even probably real wood like that would have helped us but anyway
1: mind you just so you know for out of perspective this earthquake is like less than a minute
0: yeah exactly and feels like 20 yeah yeah we're under this table we're all under this table and by that time it had finally started to stop and we're all like, "Oh my God, we're alive, we're alive, we're alive!" It was the first time I ever was like, "We might die." I saw true panic and fear, true panic and fear in my parents' eyes. Like everybody was. It scared. was. I've never.
1: I, I I can never describe that feeling. And
0: then the aftershocks start. Oh. 30 seconds after. Oh them. yeah, no. So it, for the next it, three for months, for the next three months, you're feeling aftershock, and every time it comes, you're like, "Is this another one? Is this another big one?" and then you get used to it finally things would kind of rattle and be like oh it's another aftershock ha ha alright fine yeah I mean, it was Steven... like and
1: they were like five pointers they weren't like little No, they were, big. they were like big
2: Well, that's, that's the thing like I don't and I don't really necessarily get the oh wait wrong mic like, uh... there we go that's the thing I don't really get the sense of because I don't even think because my dad lived in Pasadena at the time and yeah. all I remember from it was just being shaken out of bed Like, I was in bed, and then I woke up on the floor. Shut up. Everything in our, like, the lamps had collapsed and everything. But then I don't really remember much after that. So you're describing, like, the scene out in the street. And I don't know if my dad just, like, kept us inside for the rest of the weekend. or Well,
1: Sherman Oaks was on fire.
2: Yeah. all Freeways freeways collapsed, the whole thing. Yeah. No, that
1: 10 freeway, there was a section of it where the the RV was stuck in the middle of, like, the two pieces in between them. Totally collapsed. And there was... (laughs) Yeah,
0: it was There was um we weren't allowed to go back to Warner Brothers because and I was supposed to like take final exams and we were all supposed to go back to work and whatever. We weren't allowed to go back there because several of the studios had been condemned until further inspection. So we had to wear hard hats just to get on the lot so I could retrieve my school books so that I could do my work. So that was like a whole trek. So yeah, we were off for like a whole week. So my dad calls me back about that evening yeah. and he's like LAX
1: is closed, but we have a flight out of San Diego, so you could come home.
0: <laughs> He's like, "Come home, and this is yeah." So gonna... get to yeah. San
1: Diego, and then we have a flight waiting for you. To...
0: And is this making you think twice about things? Are you no, like, I shouldn't be but here?
1: Had I been here for two or three weeks, uh-huh. uh huh, you wouldn't know me today. Like I would have gone home. Wow. But because it was my second night, my bags were unpacking packed. I didn't really know
0: you weren't even in your apartment.
1: I wasn't in my own place. I didn't know. Like, had I known that this is what it's, this yeah. was going to continue. Yeah. I would have been like, goodbye. I, Albert yeah. Fields, who we uh-huh. interviewed here, uh, his was living to look like his chimney fell into the house. <gasps> and that was, that was the last time I saw him until he moved back recently. He left. He left he the was business. Like, He's this. like, I'm not doing this. But he had been here. Yeah. I totally would have reacted the same way. But I was so like, you know what? If I made it through this, I'm going to be fine. You know, I just wanted to experience it. Plus, by the way, I hated L.A. my first like nine months. I couldn't stand it. I hated the people here. So I went back to New York to go find another apartment. But I went back during the summer and then I remembered why I moved. Oh, really? And I was like, okay, I'm going to give it another chance.
0: Because my allergies are terrible. It's hot as shit. Yeah. I have swamp butt.
1: Right so then i moved i start taking classes and the whole bit and, right uh get an agent start working and um then i would do like shows here and there or a commercial mm-hmm. you know whatever nothing big and my agents were like listen and this is way before 9-11 right my agents are like listen if I were just to look at you, I wouldn't know what you're, where you're from. Not that it right. matters, but you're getting... Your name is pinholing you right. as very ethnic.
0: Right. Because you could play... I mean, you could be Greek. I could you be could Greek. I could be Jewish. Italian. I could be Italian.
1: I could be whatever. Yeah. So, to like, you should think about changing your name. And I was like, I don't know if my parents are going to... My parents will freak out if I tell them I'm right. changing my name. So... I say... Okay uh, uh, let me let me think about it. so I they're they're like, we feel like you can get a lot more auditions and work more if you just change your name.
0: yeah, because like here's the thing that a lot of people don't know about this business. when you're submitted for a role as an actor, right they your agent is sending out your picture. And at that time it was by submission, like by the mail or their people were dropping headshots off. Um, So someone sees your picture and they see your your name and they look at maybe your resume and they decide whether they put you in a pile, whether you're right for a role or not. Then they'll call after and say, hey, did you see my client? I I left a submission, you know, for a lot. No, no, no. He's not right. He's not right. right. We're looking for an Italian guy. Right by name alone sometimes that will already pigeonhole you right. into a certain category
1: because uh, most people in that part of the industry the casting whatever their imaginations aren't that great
0: they have a lot to do and uh, they're also just trying to get the job right. done quickly right so so you have to kind of like present them with a more universal right like it, it's like uh, i mean years ago if you had a very Ethnic quote unquote last name, people would tell you to shorten it or change it, and there's a lot of. I mean, there are a lot of Hollywood stars now with I mean, Rachel Zoe, right? Not a real last name. Everyone, no, the stylist
1: we're talking about. So I smartly, I always had. I never had my name printed on the front of my picture. Okay, I only had it on the resume. That's okay. staple to it. Right. So I'm in the office one day in my my agent's office, and I said, "You know what? All right, fine. Let's just." And I had an audition. I said no I didn't have enough. I said, let's just okay, change it. they're like, Well, what do you want your name to be? I was like, I don't know. And I I was like, ugh, I don't know, Alakaled, 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 Khaled, Alec lead, alac lead. Make it Alec led. I'll be Alec led. They're like, Okay, but I go, but I want it to be a little different. I want it to have double D's. Oh <laughs> They're like what? And I go, Alec led. A L E C L E D. Alakaled. Alec led. They're like, "Okay, it is." I get an audition that next day for Zoe Duncan Jack and Jane on the whatever it was CW. In the WB at the time. Oh, okay. And I book it. But I'm registered under SAG as Allah Khaled. Right. <laughs> Cuz I've already, you know, I'm already there. As so I have to now call SAG, change my name to Alec Led, and That's how he became him. So half my friends here who know me personally know me as Allah, And then the other half after that day have all known me as Alec.
2: It's
0: so weird.
2: Did you ever think that like when you were changing it, did you did you think that this was something that was going to have to stick for a while? Oh, yeah.
1: I was like, I'm working now. Like I'm working now as Alec led. And so you have to understand also these casting directors go on to other casting jobs they don't just cast one show so if they like you mm-hmm. they bring you on to other projects right and i would get a lot i was i was like the king of the co-stars like i would go in nail those mm-hmm. co-stars which is the hardest things to do because there's such little roles yeah and i would just nail them and nail them and nail them and i was booking like huge commercial campaigns mm-hmm. and i was making a lot of money just doing commercials and doing it like maybe three or four episodics during episodic season right. whatever so this is like in 90... I think I want to say it was like 95 or six when I changed it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In 99, I had been working consistently. I had... My first year in LA, I worked at the clothing store Signal, which right. was part of that whole Mare Ground thing. When I booked my first commercial, I quit that job, and I didn't have a real job, like a regular real job since. Yeah. Because I was just working as an actor. It was great. And that's when commercials, you made money.
0: Right. That's when you made a lot of money. A lot of
1: money. So 1999 happens. No, it's 19... Yes, 1999. I get an audition through my commercial agents. And they go, hey, do you have theatrical representation? I was like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay. Well, we got this audition for you, but it's it's a theatrical thing. Can we just pass? Can you pass it along to your theater agents? Right. Because I was with a totally different company for commercials. I said sure. So I called my theater theatrical agents, and I said, "There's this movie of the week. I guess the casting director ran across my picture, and he wants me to come in. Can you follow up on it?" And they're mm-hmm. like, "Sure." And it was this movie of the week called Maybe Marsha. So. They go, oh yeah, we've seen this in the breakdowns, but there's not a lot of information on it. And I mean, do you want to do you want us to follow up? Because it's not—I don't know if it's like that going to be that big of a deal. They're like, I'm like, well, yeah.
0: I mean, it's a Mao. It's
1: it's a Mao. It's a movie of the week. <laughs> yeah, I want to go in on it. So I continued to work from that and do more commercials, lots of commercials and television. My brother and my parents at this point had moved back to New Orleans. Okay. Um sort of starting over
0: because the store because they lost everything. They lost everything in that.
1: With the IRS thing right, and right, the right, home invasion. Right. My brother's miserable. He's working in a record store. He's learning the industry. He's mm-hmm. now like DJing contests and all that.
0: And how old is he at this point? Like 18, 19?
1: So, he's probably 20 at this okay. point. Okay. Um he decides to move to South Florida. But he has no car, so he's, like, begging for, like, my uncles to help buy a car. So he buys, like, this Honda Civic and just drives to fucking Florida and sort of starts over. Now, we sort of, like, lost communication, not because we – but it was, like, two separate worlds. Yeah. First of all, I'm on the West Coast. He's on the East Coast. So time difference. Yeah, he's younger. He's, not, he's sleeping in until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And up at whatever. Um, see him during the holidays or whatever. No big deal. Yeah, don't think anything of it. I know that he's starting to work as a DJ, like get like gigs and stuff. But mm-hmm. he's sort of—I mean—he's a complete unknown. Mm-hmm. And then he starts working at a radio station in Miami and starts the hip hop radio station in Miami. And what,
0: what do you remember? What the station was? I want
1: to say. I want to say it was ninety-seven. Point one FM or something like that, and Mm -hmm. it was like it was the first hip hop station in Miami.
0: But he collaborated with Fat Joe in the beginning, correct?
1: Well, he Fat Joe took him under his wing. Got it. But what it is is that, like, when it comes to radio DJs, and this is and this is an allegedly, Mm -hmm. what happens is is that at that time they were still playing CDs and you know records. It's not like you know now you listen to radio stations they're allowed. There's hardly any DJs or mostly computer like generated Playlists. So in order for like hip hop artists to get into major markets like Miami or New York mm-hmm. or they would pay off the DJ.
0: Well that's been happening Paola, that's been happening forever.
1: Right, but it's alleged.
0: Okay. Have you ever seen Jersey Boys? Okay. Anyway, continue. Go on.
1: Um say it again.
0: Payola has been happening forever.
1: Yeah. But that's it's allegedly
0: in, no, it's not alleged. It, it's in the musical Jersey Boys. Well, with, Everything that's real my happens brother, in
1: musicals. It's alleged.
0: Okay, fine, whatever. Go on.
1: So he got to meet a lot of big names in the business.
0: Sure, because he was the gatekeeper to their music. Correct,
1: allegedly.
0: Whatever he was. Yeah, he was working with them and he was meeting them.
1: But he was also very talented and was making beats and selling beats and because right. at that time they sold a lot of beats. I don't know how you sell a beat. Uh, the only beat I know gives me red poop.
0: Oh God! <laughs> and then you're like, "Do I have a yeast? Do I have a kidney infection?" Yeah. Oh no! I ate beats last eight night. Beats. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, um,
1: I'm good. Well, here's the deal, though. You have to know this. I think my brother is on his this this last album that was released on June 23rd with my nephew executive producing it at eight months old. Um, right, 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 right. Correct. Uh, it's I think it's his seventh album.
0: And see, I think a lot of people who are just finding him now don't realize that.
1: No. And he – there's a great interview that I saw on – That
0: how long he's been doing this.
1: And what's great about him is like he's grateful the fact that it sort of happened at this time because he's evolved as an artist. Sure. And in the business. So – what he's doing now, he's always collaborat- collaborated with hip hop stars. He's very much like me personality wise mm-hmm. when it comes to like say worst ever. Mm-hmm. I make people do the show. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're gonna do it, calm yeah. down. Khaled is the same thing with the music business. Yeah. He's like, Rihanna, you're gonna do my single, let's make it happen, blah, blah, blah. Like
0: it's gonna be fun. I it's promise gonna, you right, you're gonna, gonna like, like this, this experience. experience. But
1: now he doesn't have right. to do that, but like yeah. back in the day he's like, you know
0: Right. He's right. He's bushy. Yes. In a good way. Yeah. Because you get people out of your comfort zone. And he's but not they greedy like either. So yeah.
1: he's, you know, he makes yeah. hits. So this album, like, for instance, like, and everything's strategic. Like, the baby was born on the 23rd. There's 23 anthems on this album. Mm-hmm. It was released on June 23rd. And mm-hmm. I'd like to say, my birthday... Is September
0: 23rd. A lot of 23s, <laughs> numerology of 23's. speaking, in that yeah. family. Geez. Yeah. Okay.
1: I went to Miami and I was going for Fashion Week in Miami with my friend and we were staying at the Shore Club. And I called him and I said, and he was with a different, this had to be like 16 years ago, 16, 17 years ago. Wow. Or maybe 18 years ago. And I remember calling and going, I need to borrow your car while I'm in Miami because he had like a couple cars and I didn't really. He's like, oh no problem. He'll have it. I'll have it delivered to the hotel.
0: Uh huh.
1: And he delivered a Range Rover to the hotel. And you're
0: like, I'm um, like, this is a right little now? different than that. And Honda then he Civic. had bought his
1: first house in Hollywood, Florida. So my mom was coming down because I was coming to Miami. So my mom was coming down to visit mm-hmm. at the same time, so she could see both of us. I was staying at the hotel. I just would drive the car and meet, you know. So I went to his house and I was like. It's in a gated community on the golf course, and I'm like going. He bought the house, and I was like, "Wow, okay, he's, he must be doing really well." The night before, we went to Nobu in Miami, and he met us there for dinner, and then he like brought pulled out cash. and It's like I got. It was like six of us, and he like paid for the dinner. I'm like going, "What's happening right now?" But I didn't know, I was like, I didn't realize, because I had been so out of yeah. touch with, like, his career, right. because we'd only see each other on, you know. Khaled's always been showy, and, like, he's all, it's always about the money right. for Khaled. Not in a bad way, but that's just his, that's what he thinks about. Right. Whereas I'm like, if I can, like, pay my rent, pay my bills, maybe vacation once or twice a year, and eat out every mm-hmm. once in a while,
0: I'm pretty good. Otherwise, you know, I'll get my lunch at Christine's house.
1: Several times a week, so <laughs> I like a light lunch. Lean back was 2004, by the way. 2004, lean back. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't realize how well he was doing. Yeah. I just thought he was an on-air DJ. I didn't get the producing yeah. part of it. I knew he had a studio. I knew he was in that world, whatever. But he was only po- he wasn't popular on the West Coast. Right. No one knew who the hell he was on the West right. Coast. So I wasn't exposed to it. Like, if I was to stay in Florida or New York, I would know him. Of course. So I was like, okay, this guy's doing really well. (laughs) You know, he's doing a lot better than I thought. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm still a struggling actor, even though I'm doing pretty good.
0: You're still struggling from job to job. From job to job. Even though some jobs, like that
1: Visa commercial that won the Emmy... I made a shit ton of money on
0: sure. it. Sure. um But that's the thing in our business. It's like, but I guess in any business, it's the sir- waves. Yeah, it's the waves. But I mean, with ASCAP, it's a little different. You have a hit song, man. That thing will be continued to be licensed over and over and over. I know. I
1: always thought I was like, you know what? I should do is I should talk him into let me just do like one little vocal on the one of the singles. You really should. Because then I'd get royalties. Oh and man, paid. you'd be
0: set. At least for I mean, you'd have a base of something for a long time. Somebody told me today, I was at a meeting today, and this woman says to me, I wrote blah 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 for this show. It's a tiny little tidbit of a song, right? That was on the series that I was that I did step by step a long time ago. She's like, Do you realize I still get residuals? Like a thousand dollars a year. I mean it's not a lot. But like a $1,000 a year I get still for writing that song in like 1994.
1: Right. So it's over 20 years old. She's like,
0: SAG is one thing. WGA is one thing. ASCAP is where it's at. If you can write any kind of song and put it in a movie or put it in a TV show, that thing will get licensed for the rest of your life. Okay, so give us a uh, little update before we end here on your, uh, on your brother. So what's the newest with him?
1: So his album released June 23rd. Mm-hmm. He's I think he's in like four movies coming out this year. Oh, my
0: God. He's, like, he's doing plants. He's got the plant he does plants. I don't
1: know if you saw the he... New York Times article. No. Of him in Miami in his house, and you should look at that up. Um, I think he's in – what's that movie with the singers? Um, the one with um, the Australian girl, The they're like – Pitch Perfect 3. Pitch Perfect 3.
0: Oh, Pitch Perfect. Yes, okay, he's got in Pitch it. Perfect 3. What mm-hmm. else is
1: he doing, Steven? You know better.
2: I think he, Oh, he might have just been in a commercial, but he, he was in a Spider-Man Homecoming commercial. Yeah. I don't know if he's in the I movie. I think that itself. was for the NBA. Yeah, the NBA yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. He's got
1: oh. new Jordans. that. They, oh, he's doing some Jordans? He's got Jordans. Any chance
0: are... we can get some of those Jordans? Mm, not I'm not really. going to even
1: ask. Okay.
0: Right. <laughs> and then...
1: Okay. Um... I think he's like in four different. He's out, you know, he's got the new hit song with Rihanna.
0: Do you ever do you, and Beyonce? He's got a song with Beyonce and Jay Z. Uh, do you think there's any chance we can get him on the podcast? Mm,
1: I'll think about it. I don't, okay. I don't know how it might be a tumultuous podcast.
0: I love tumultuous. I love Harry and I love tumultuous.
1: Yeah. He, uh, he's got his book, Major Keys. Mm hmm. He mentions me in there somewhere. Have you read it? I haven't. I have a copy, but I haven't read it.
0: Are you nervous to read it?
1: No, because he can't. I would. I destroy him if he say anything bad about me. I'm sure. No, he, he would, say would never. He loves you. me. I love him. That's that.
0: Well, good. Wow, that's crazy. Um, but his brother is Alec Led. At A.K.A. Alec led. Alec Lead. Yeah. A.K.A. at Alec Lead. Yeah. And I'm Christine Lakin at Yo Lakin, And, and Stephen is...
2: Uh, at Stephen Ray Morris.
0: And is also starting the bids for um, Allah's Frozen Popsicle yeah. Sperm.
2: Does Georgia have a twitter hell no because oh, my nephew Assad.
0: Uh, no i know he's fucking famous but
2: hundred thousand instagram I followers am, or eight hundred thousand that makes something. me yeah, i think it's more than that oh it's more than that I'm now sure. he's I way more think famous it's a lot more than that Shit. Yeah, he's
0: way more famous than i even i don't
2: know am. if you saw
1: uh i think it was variety no was it? no variety that wrote that the number one instagram to follow is my nephew yes.
0: yeah that makes me scared and crazy yeah. I put I my child on social No, I was at Toys R Us with
1: him and I was holding him and this couple came up to me and was like, "Can um can we take a can you take a picture of us?" And I go, "Sure." And I I go, "Give me your phone." And they're like, "Okay." And I go, "Okay." No, well.
0: no not of not now, of us of the us and the kid.
1: Of No, with Assad. I go, yeah. "With my nephew?" And they're like, "Yeah, can we have our kid with your nephew?" And I go,
2: "You know who he is?" They're like, "Uh, yeah." And I was like, "This is not good." That's, That's not good. Sorry, he's got 1.1 1. 1 million Instagram yeah, followers. If only. And he's only following 54 people, so. And I'm not one of them, I'm sure.
0: She's, she doesn't like any of that. She's very upset about her own Instagram following. Oh, the, he's eight months old. So maybe
1: getting. she could. She, she wants to like.
0: Well, be a gold should,
1: digger. She should. She, she,
0: could, she could really get in there. I mean, he is a younger man. We'll see what happens. Well, not
1: only that, but he's an executive producer of his first album already, which is a hit.
0: Which is like the best idea for a trust fund <laughs> yeah. ever. Just make him an executive producer. Yeah. All right. Anyway, All right, thanks goodbye. for thanks for letting me grill you. Thanks yeah, for whatever. listening. Goodbye. Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. You can find me on social at Yo Lakin. And you can find Allah Khaled at Alec Led A-L-E-C-L-E-D-D. Bye. We won't even get into that. Next time. Goodbye. <laughs>